This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. It is officially our 100th episode. Woo-hoo. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm David, and I'm joined by Andrew. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And Marisha. What's up? And we're going to celebrate 100 episodes of the podcast tonight. We're going to talk about our favorite memories, our favorite episodes, talk a little bit about some of the best things we've done on here, bring up some old jokes, some goofs, some gaffes, some laughs. It's going to be great. But before we get into that... We do have a little bit of news. We're going to talk about the Thor Love and Thunder trailer that dropped, I think, just yesterday, the day before recording this. Uh, We're talking a little bit about that, and then we'll jump into the celebration part of the episode. Also, there should be some voicemails and stuff that are going to come in from our fans and probably fellow podcasters from the Red 5 Network. That will be uh, during the show. So there's a lot to look forward to tonight. But first of all... Andrew, what did you think of the Thor Love and Thunder trailer? I really like the trailer. Uh, everything looks really good. It's It's got a similar vibe to Ragnarok. I, I love the kind of... I, I love the, the type of humor that kind of the combination of Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth bring to the table. Looks like we're going to get Korg back, which is great, because Waititi and uh, Hemsworth play off each other. Great. And uh, we got the Guardians in here for at least a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Pratt and Hemsworth are great together as well. So oh, uh, I really like it. I, I, I've i got kind of one gripe with the whole, the thing as a whole. But I don't, like, once, I, and I'll get into that in a minute. I'll let everybody else kind of give their initial thoughts. But I, I kind of have one gripe, but it's kind of with the, it's kind of with more how we got to this movie more than it is with this movie, I guess. Okay, I think I see where you're going with that. Uh, Marisha, what were your initial thoughts about the Thor Love and Thunder trailer? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was great. I'm, I'm, so initially, when they were kind of talking about this movie, I was kind of getting the impression that we were going to go a lot more Jane Foster heavy in this movie, which I think is fun, but if it's a Thor movie, I would really like to see a movie about Thor. So I was excited to see this movie coming out and see that I think it we are going to mostly be focusing on his story um, as opposed to kind of shifting gears to focus on Jane Foster as Thor. Um, and which, like I said, I think could be a really interesting story in its own right. But I feel like I don't really love some of the things that we've done with Thor just in the past few minutes um, in, in the Marvelverse. So... I'm excited to see where the story is going to go. And I think, and, you know, like Andrew said, the the dynamics with the Guardians and Thor is always really fun. Um, so I think that's going to be great. Yeah, I very much enjoyed the trailer. I liked a lot of what we got to see. I like the style. 
it's kind of more of Ragnarok and and but I'm okay with that. I like mm-hmm. Ragnarok a lot. Um, I like the direction they're kind of going, what it looks like. Uh, I really did not enjoy the the ending of Thor and Endgame where he's like, "I'm not the king. I must go find myself." And it's like you've been yeah. alive, you've been alive for like 1,500 years, and you haven't figured out who you are as a person. I don't know that. That kind of bothered me, but it looks like he's going to go on a fun little adventure with Korg, which I can always appreciate. I like his his rocker outfit he's got going on. Feels mm-hmm. like I'm watching a Jack Black, Tenacious D movie, um, which I love. And uh, I think Jane Foster looks really cool. I really like the outfit. I like the helmet. I think she looks great. Looks like Molnir Mol- Mol- is... Mjolnir, yeah, Mjolnir is reforged, which yeah. I was curious how they were going to do that. Um, so that was yeah. cool to see. It is the original; it's just been reforged. It'll be interesting to see how that happens. Yeah, hopefully we get some Peter Dinklage action uh, in there to see to see that happen. We get we get his his um, dwarf uh, blacksmith character back uh, oh, yeah, to do he that. Great. Um, there's some jokes in here that I really liked. I liked all the stuff with the Guardians. I didn't like the moment where like Chris Pratt's looking at what he loves, or Star-Lord's looking at what he loves, and then Thor kind of scoots his head in. The only reason I didn't quite like that was because it's just, it's just not my type of humor. I, I just yeah. didn't find that very funny, but that's just me. I could see why people would find that funny. Also, when we last left them, they were very much at odds, uh, Thor and Star-Lord. And so this sort of implies that, like, I don't know. I'll have to see what the relationship is like at the beginning of this movie, and maybe that moment will work for me better actually in the film. But just in the trailer, it didn't. Um, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think that they were done pretty dirty in Endgame and Infinity War, especially Star-Lord. I think (laughs) Star-Lord was made to look like a complete and utter idiot. In oh, they way. made, they made, yeah, they made him the ass that, you know, screws everything up. Yeah. And I get that. Like it worked kind of character wise in a, in a, in a sense of, you know, he's really angry, but he just really contributes nothing, especially in end game there, you know, but that's a big part of the battle. There's a lot of people in the battle, but the the guardians are, are hardly a footnote in Endgame, which I understand it's an Avengers movie. But yeah, in Infinity War, I think they really did Star Lord dirty. Um, you're right; they made him the ass who just like screws up everything, and they don't really handle that. Like I think it'd be okay if he lost control and anger and did that. If they then had time to sort of discuss the ramifications of that and to realize and for star Lord to reflect upon that action, which maybe we'll get a chance for that in this movie. Right. Um, but that's kind of the thing. How long has it been since Endgame came out now? It was like what? 2019. I think so. So we're maybe, tw- we're, maybe 2020. No, it was 2019. I, it was 2019 because it was pre COVID. So yeah, we're, um, you know, we're three years out. I, I this is my biggest problem with the star Lord problem is that we're three years, it's been three years now, and he never got a redemption arc from that moment. No. And it's still going to be a bit before we get Guardians 3. <clears throat> yeah, next year, and another year. It's kind of, it, you know, before that movie, I would I could pretty confidently say that Star-Lord was probably my favorite character 
uh, in the MCU. Uh, easily one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite comic book characters, and and I loved him in the Guardians movies. And and yes, he's goofy, but he's not incompetent. Incompetent. And I feel like Infinity War made him seem incompetent. Um, yeah. And and in game they didn't really get a chance to do that. So it's cool to see him again. It's kind of like reminding me as a fan, like, oh yeah, I really like him. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So that's great. Um, but I, I suspect the Guardians will probably be in the movie for like the first little bit of it and then maybe they'll make a big return at the end to help like in the final battle uh i, I yeah. don't think we'll see a lot of them in the middle of the yeah movie. i i think it's it'll either be that or we will see them kind of early on and we will you know by the middle of the movie we will have set up why they're you know what they're leaving to go do to set up their next movie yeah. gotta find gamora yeah, find Gamora. That's the that's their big goal, mm-hmm. which I still have mixed feelings about what they did with Gamora in in Infinity War and Endgame. So, but I'm holding out hope for for Guardians Three. I do trust James Gunn and, and the writing behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, he's but, he's done a good job with those characters, and he's invested in those characters. So, um, he is. I think that we'll see something really good, and I, I think he will. Uh, I mean, this is always kind of the danger when you're writing stuff like this, and you have one writer that that launches the Guardians franchise part of the MCU, does mm-hmm. the first two movies, and then it gets passed off to someone else to incorporate them into these bigger picture films, and they may mm-hmm. not handle them with, uh, you know, quite the same way. Which you know that that's you could, you're talking about James Gunn there, but you easily could be talking about uh, Watiti and mm-hmm. and his version of Thor that was yeah. then passed on to Endgame, and just like Star Lord in a way uh, was kind of done dirty by those movies because they were very much not the focus of Endgame. Endgame was a Iron Man and Captain America film, yeah. Um, which I I really love Endgame, I really do, but. You know, I was really over Fat Thor very quickly, and um, I am happy to see them. Looks like they get rid of that pretty quickly. Uh, I like yeah. his little training montage. Oh, we're, definitely, know- we're definitely get a, getting a full-on 80s training montage. Yeah. Did you uh, notice the hat he's wearing says Strongest Avenger on it? It does. Oh, and it great. looks like this word strongest is uh, written in like black marker. Oh, that's great. So still my like my favorite thing about Endgame, because you know, we went to go see it with your your aunt and uncle and um and, and Tracy came and we're and, and after the movie she's go she's telling she's telling your Aunt Tammy, You told me he was gonna be so beautiful. <laughs> I've got a fat husband at home. <laughs> that's very very funny it was just the funniest thing uh yeah tammy was so offended that uh that, that thor was fat <laughs> that's great yeah, yeah so okay she- that makes me like fat thor a little bit more actually <laughs> um but i you know i i think my problem is one i didn't like this we spent we had a three movie build up to him being ready to sit on the throne to take Odin's seat, mm-hmm. and then we and then we got to Infinity or yeah Infinity War and we threw that out the window. Yep. 
right? Uh, Asgard was attacked and half of it killed and destroyed. And, and that was like, oh man, that really sucks that he can't really rule over his people. But we didn't really get an exact death count on like how many, how many people in Asgard were dead and what really happened. Um, obviously not all of them were cause we, they ended up on new Asgard. Um, but I still thought there was like hope. I was like, okay, well at the end of infinity war, he did that, but he can still come back to that in end game. And then we get to end game and he's fat Thor. I'm like, okay, okay. Well maybe at the end, you know, of the movie, he'll, he's kind of back in, he's, he's got his mojo back. It's going to be all right. And then he tells Valkyrie that she's the queen. The king, she's King Valkyrie. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> and I was like, what? Um, I like Valkyrie. I like Valkyrie a lot. But yeah, like, no, Valkyrie's fine. It's, but it's, I, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, but it's Thor. Thor is supposed to sit on the throne of Asgard. And like, it, I feel like, you know, you you get to the end of Thor Ragnarok, and he is finally he's sitting on the bridge of the ship. I and mean, Asgard is destroyed, but he's finally sitting on the bridge of the ship. Loki's standing behind him, and he's like, okay, he's finally coming into his own. He's finally accepting who he is, and what he's always what he's always been aiming towards like, or, or basically what he, his fate has always been pushing him towards. It hasn't always been his goal, but you always knew that this was his destiny yeah. and this is where destiny was pushing him. And he finally embraced it and was owning it. And then, you know, it's one of those things where in some ways, the the arc that they went with in Infinity War and in Endgame sort of made all of the sacrifice and the growth in all three Thor movies just completely irrelevant. It just kind of threw it all out it, the window. It did. Now, I am hoping that with it back in Gunn's hands, they're going to give that a nice twist. And, and at the other side of thinking about that, there is no Asgard. And yes, Asgard, you know, we do the whole, you know, it's not a place, it's a people. But Thor sitting on the throne of a tiny settlement country on the shore of Norway is too small for that character. If you know, if we're being honest, like so, you know what would have been really cool is if he's sitting on the throne, but it's just he's he's the captain of a spaceship, like a giant spaceship that is full of Asgard's people, and like you get to have the space romp Thor, but he is king. Like that was a really cool idea to me yeah. that they yeah. threw out really quickly. I'm hoping that the, the twist here is that he's destined for something even bigger. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see where this goes. Um, it seems like we're setting Thor up for, I mean, Thor is, I mean, now I mean, he's our big character, right? Like, mm-hmm. You know, with Iron Man and, and and Cap gone, like it's it's Thor. Like who else is up there with Thor? He's the only one left of the original who is still like a superhero. Because you know, it looks like Hulk's pretty much retired. He's his arms damaged. Mm-hmm. Black Widow's dead. So then you've got Thor and um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, and and Hawkeye's ready to settle down. Probably Thor's yeah. just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. And Thor's, you know, Thor's got a couple more millennium. Millennia. Yeah. He's got a couple more millennia before he 
hangs up his hammer and gives up the yeah. ghost, you know? And you know, that's kind of a way I, I'm trying to think about this and, and be okay with all this stuff. Thor has been around for a long time, and he's going to be around for a long time. So when I think of it that way, I'm able to sort of work it out in my head of like, okay, he's doing some side quests right mm-hmm. now. This is his midlife you know? crisis. This is his midlife yeah, I mean, crisis. That's, that's kind when of, I'm, when yeah. I'm playing Skyrim, you know, I'm the dragonborn, but like I'm going to go to the College of Winterhold for a bit and, and learn some magic. And maybe I'll join the Dawn Guard and fight some vampires. And maybe I'll become the leader of the Companions or I'll even join the Dark Brotherhood if I'm feeling crazy. Ooh, the Thieves Guild seems fun. But in the end, it's all going to come back to I'm the dragonborn and I'm going to defeat Alduin. That's mm-hmm. how I'm trying to think of Thor like this, which kind of works, I think. And. It's like, you know, there's room for this kind of stuff, especially because I think we're definitely going to get another Thor movie after this. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I think of it that way, I am very much looking forward to Love and Thunder. I think it looks awesome, the aesthetic of it. I love the title. I love the the sort of rock and roll thing they've got going there. Um, It looks like a lot of fun, and and I really appreciate that about the new Marvel movies coming out. I I am still very excited for it. I just really hope that we get some good Thor character redemption in this. and I hope so, too. I hope they justify the decisions they've made. Right. And they've got to... They're very capable of doing. Well, they've they've got to, uh, you know, they have to figure out where they want to go with this whole thing of, you know, I want to follow my own path and this, this line of my superheroing days are over. Um, yeah. You know, so what, it, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. So and and I think that I think that this is a proclamation he's making before Gore the God Butcher shows up. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know we're going to have this guy show up that it's going to take a god to kill, mm-hmm. you know, to defeat, and he's. I just we don't, just don't want, want to fall him. into the trap of doing this over and over again, where mm-hmm. Thor's or- not the hero. Because this is let's be honest. This is round two of I'm not the hero anymore. Yeah. And also it starts to feel a little bit like everyone's favorite Star Wars movie. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Like, I mean, doesn't it a little bit? Like, uh, you I, know. I can see where you're going with I'm, that. I'm going to yeah. go abandon my, my destiny and but all But I the think that, I I don't know that, I I think that that could be what's happening. They could, they could do that. That could be, this could be that kind of failure. I'm saying but that's. I think that the Infinity War Endgame arc for Thor was kind of his. That's what I'm saying. If okay. they keep going that trajectory, I feel like that's where the direction that this character is headed. Yeah. If they keep him on the same trajectory, you that know, we, we imagine last time. if you see Last Jedi and Luke does everything he does in Last Jedi, and then at the end, instead of dying, he decides, you know what, I'm actually going to get back in the game, but not as a Jedi. I think I'm going to go off and find my own path. I decided I'm going to be a smuggler that's instead. What, that's what that's that's the comparison I could see to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, like you know, Fat Thor equals old man Skywalker on an island alone, milking uh, w- weird aliens, and then at the end he comes back for that big final battle, like Thor against Thanos and and Luke against Kylo. But mm-hmm. then instead of dying, Luke's like, you know what? I'm not re- I'm not like retire. I'm, I'm coming out of retirement. I'm going to get back in shape. I'm going to get good to go, but not as a Jedi. I think I'm actually going to go like, I don't right. know, maybe I'll join the, uh, the, the Mos Eisley band. Right. Uh, 
or whatever. Got to find my own path. Uh-huh. That would suck. I think you're right about the whole God Butcher thing. Um, so that that brings me to another point. What do y'all think the actual plot of this movie is going to be? They didn't give us any clue. Yeah, they didn't give us anything here. I think that Thor is is building a team. I think that Jane's going to show up, you know, wielding um, Mjolnir uh, and the power of Thor. Uh, Valkyrie, we had that blurb about Valkyrie. You know, Valkyrie is bored. We get that shot of her sitting in a Mm -hmm. some sort of council meeting Mm -hmm. uh, with leaders from other countries, bored out of her skull because she's a warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're kind of still doing that. You know, warrior sitting on the throne and they get bored. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a real life thing. The we only have real solution- kings in Europe that did that very thing that got bored and went to war. And we're like, hey, let's let's have another crusade. <laughs> yeah, How about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Alexander in fact, the Great. We didn't just have kings that did that. We had popes that did that. Yeah. Right. Which is. Yeah, that's its um, own kind of problem. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, but Alexander the Great, like you know, what is you know the that they say that Alexander wept because there was no more world to conquer. Yeah, <laughs> you so, know. So, so what does a warrior do whenever you know the hearing days are over? So, I think that what we've got going on here is. Uh, I think that the plot is going to be this kind of like dual quest. One, to find who he is. But in trying to find who he is, he's going to be met with this big quest. Uh, we get this shot of uh, it's Falagar, this massive god that's dead. Yeah. Uh, which is a, at least an acquaintance of Thor's. Hmm. Um, you know, this is big not dinosaur a looking he's thing. kind of big and scary looking, but he's not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like any, he, he's one of the most powerful of the gods in the universe. Like it's this mm-hmm. big character. Uh, and um, I think that this is going to be Thor's first inclination that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, what I'm getting from that is what I'm imagining. If I were to guess what the plot's going to be, uh, he's like, all right, I got to, I'm going to, Go my own way. You know what? I'm gonna reconnect with some old friends. I'm gonna see what they're up to. See see what their lives are like. These these gods that aren't necessarily ruling over anything. Mm-hmm. Like let, let's see let's see what they're doing. Him and Core go on a little road trip. They find that that big dinosaur god's been killed. Then they go to Mount Olympus and to meet Zeus, an old friend of his, and uh, the god butcher shows up, kills Zeus. Yep. Uh, and then Thor's like, "Uh oh, I gotta, I need help. I need to take down the God Butcher." And then somehow Jane Foster factors into that and shows back up with the reforged Mjolnir. And I don't, I don't know. I just that, really, that, I really, I want the Jane Foster thing to be amazing. I'm kind of scared of it being heavy-handed and forced. It's got to be done well because that comic book was not well received. I don't actually mind most of that comic book. That's actually one I've, I have actually read, but it wasn't received incredibly well. And I know, like, there's a lot of nitpicking. And I, you know, Taika Waititi, everybody hangs too much on what Taika Waititi says and don't seem to understand that a large portion of what comes out of Taika's mouth should never be taken seriously. Or probably ever be said in the first well, place. <laughs> right. Well, it's like when he got pinned to do that Star Wars movie and he goes, uh, you know, 
you know, I'm about to ruin your favorite franchise. Well, like, <laughs> clearly that was a joke. And they were like, he's going to just try to do just like Ryan Johnson did. And it's like, it's like, come on, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, no, nobody out there, including Ryan Johnson, got hired to make a Star Wars movie and said, you know what? Let's kill this franchise. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, Ryan Johnson kind of made a mess. I don't think that was his intention. I think yeah. he made some really poor choices. Granted, he, you know, he's not the only one that made, he gets all the flack for it, but there were other people involved. <laughs> In the oh, writing, there and were plenty of other of people the, who could have put the brakes on. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're dead on with the plot, David. I think he's kind of got to build a team to go take on Gore, and I'm not sure how Jane Foster factors into this. I don't know if they're going to do the comic story. It doesn't seem like they're exactly doing the comic story, but Marvel's also real good. Like that shot we get where we first see her catch the hammer, like. That might not even be in the movie, or or mm -hmm. it might be two scenes spliced together so well that we're, mm -hmm. you know, not ex yeah. not taking it the right way. Yeah, I have no idea what they're doing with that. I I, I want this movie. Like, this is kind of one of my gripes with the people that are like, "Oh, this is going to be terrible." Oh, it's woke. It's we don't we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, like, and honestly, we, who cares if it is if it's done well? Well. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is like, I just want it to be really good. Like, you know, we've talked about this kind of thing before. Like, Jane Foster just needs to show up and be a badass. Yes. Like, we don't need her, like, you know, we don't need the whole, we don't need a a monologue about how she's a powerful woman. Mm -hmm. um, we don't need... We just, just need to see or be it. Like, and, and, and this is a thing, and I say this about... Because it always comes up when we talk about strong female characters. But the truth is, is this should be just be true of strong characters in general. They shouldn't have to tell you that that's who they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy that tells you he's a badass, he probably isn't. <laughs> if he has to keep telling you. Yeah. Like, if you've got that friend that just always has to remind you of how much of a badass they are, mm -hmm. eh, odds are they're not. They're, they're building a narrative. And I don't want that in this movie. I just want the characters. I want a story that makes sense. I don't want it to be forced. And I just want the characters to be awesome. And honestly, it's another one of those things where I hope, like, Natalie Portman's been in the MCU for a really long time she now. She has, and I'm actually really curious about that, her agreement to come back on this. I'm also curious as to whether both because of the fact she just hasn't been a big fan of the whole franchise thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think she cares to, to do that long term. And, I, and also kind of going back to the comic book version of this series of events with her will does she survive this i hope they don't go with that version i hope that they because also she replaced four didn't she in the comic books wasn't that kind of part of the blowback is that she actually replaced the thor character yeah the because they thor? actually chose to call her thor yeah. yeah, she was Thor, and then Thor Odinson kind of just became Odinson, and he just went off for a while, Which completely is... depowered. Yeah. 
which I I don't think was that bad of a story personally. Well, it's not um, the first time we've done that with Thor. No, we've had we've okay. had another we had another character a while back that took up the the power, and Thor just kind of goes and does something you know his own thing mm-hmm. elsewhere while someone else is wielding uh, the powers of Thor, and which is just like I said, not what I want to see in a Thor movie. I want to see Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. be Thor. Yeah. I just and do. so, I mean, I don't think they told, I don't think they showed us much here. I mean, there's a couple of other shots where it appears to be her and uh, it, it appears to be Thor and Valkyrie and uh, right here, uh, Korg, Thor, Valkyrie. In what's and clearly maybe, Olympus. Huh? In what's clearly Olympus. Yeah, with that giant Jane, gold maybe, statue of Zeus Foster. wielding it. So, yeah. Um, and I let me just say this: Olympus looks cool as hell. Yes, Olympus does. Olympus look cool does as look hell. very cool. Um, they've done a really, they've done a lot of creative things with the way they show different kind of worlds. And mm-hmm. with Olympus, I don't know if we're dealing with, uh, you know, they've never really explained to us yet how these places like Olympus exist in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they pocket dimensions? Or are they, you know, what what are are they just places that are out there in the universe? What are they? Is yeah. it a planet? Right. Like I, I get a kick of that giant statue of Zeus though, because like the 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 thing that it's most reminiscent of in the MCU so far is that giant statue of Loki that he builds of himself with the b- big bendy <laughs> horns. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's another thing. Do y'all think that? Uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston shows up in this movie. Unfortunately, I actually don't. Um, I, I, would, I don't think so either. I would love for him to show up, but I think that they've kind of written him. I mean, very I don't, busy. does he even exist in this timeline right now? Yeah, I don't know. He has a lot going on. I think they have a hard time putting him in this. When is the second season of Loki coming out after this movie, right? I don't even know if we have a date on that. I mean, I don't yeah. think that they can. I think that they have to like tie up where his story is before he shows up somewhere else. I think he probably shows up in something down the road related to uh, Kang. So I would say he's actually, even though I don't think he's going to, I would say that he's more likely to show up in Doctor Strange mm-hmm. than this. Yeah. I'd say so. Now, we could have stuff happen in Doctor Strange here in a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, less than a month now, right? Or is it in... Yeah. It's in May, right? It's in May, yeah. Okay, so we're only actually a couple of weeks out on Doctor Strange. So we could have things happen in Doctor Strange that totally change perceptions of certain things headed into this movie. Especially if a character like Loki shows up there. May 4th. It's coming out on May 4th. Mm-hmm. Of the other. I do like that they're leaning into the whole thing with, with different groups of gods now. Uh, we're doing mm-hmm. the Egyptian gods. We have the Eternals who kind of fall into the category. Now we're doing the actual Greek gods. Do you think we will get any surprises? Or are we going to see some Greek gods that we haven't? Uh, you know, we obviously had Russell Crowe, which is a huge casting, mm-hmm. as, as Zeus. But are we going to see any... We're going to Olympus. Are we going to see any other... I mean, it seems really likely that that we wind up with a Greek god on this 
immortal Avengers crew that he's compiling here. Right. Hercules or we. Ha- I mean, that's the thing. Ares. We have to, I mean, we have to introduce Hercules at some point, right? Air. It is Ares. Right? That'd be very cool. The God yeah. of War. Right. That's that's is that the Roman name or the Greek name? That's the Greek name. Greek name. Okay. Yeah, it's Mars, right? Mars is the Mars Roman is the name. Roman name. I think Hercules, <coughs> Hercules or Ares being introduced would be very, very cool. I'd love to see Hercules in this movie. I would love to see Ares in a superhero movie that is not Professor Lupin. <laughs> oh, that sucked. <laughs> it really did. Like I was like, I mean, ruined he's, such a good movie. He's it, a, it really did. He's a gifted actor, but the god, the Greek god of war, he is not. <laughs> like in no world is he a Greek god. No, there should have been a full transformation, different actor there. Yeah. That that would have been okay. But in my opinion, it should have just been the guy that she thought it was, and then. When he dies, she looks around, and the fighting hasn't stopped, and she realizes, oh, it, it's not just because of this Greek god that these people are fighting a war. Mm-hmm. And then she learns a lesson, and then the movie ends. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. But we're talking about Wonder Woman, by the way, for those yeah. who, who have not <laughs> caught on. <laughs> uh, but no, I agree with you. I'd like to see... Ares, I'd really like to see Hercules a lot. I think Hercules could be like a cool reflection for Thor. Uh, he walks in and he meets this Hercules who's this big buff, strong god who's drinking and who who's talks like Thor used to talk. And mm-hmm. it, it's sort of Thor one before he got sent to Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he can kind of reflect upon that and upon himself. And that would be some good character work, which Thor is in desperate need of some good character work lately. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, I mean, we've kind of talked about most everything. It looks like the Guardians drop him off on Sakaar, uh, which is where he's going to meet up with Korg. And I don't know what's up with the outfit Korg's got going, but it's uh, it's it's impressive. It's very, <laughs> very The red, bizarre. blue, and gold pants. Yeah. Yeah, and the giant ram's the head rams, belt buckle. Yeah. I yeah. really, really, really want to see the what if pitch for what if what if Korg made enough pamphlets? <laughs> that's so funny. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, pamphlets. Yeah, I'm very excited for more Korg for sure. I hope we don't see any freaking Fortnite though. Yeah. If Fortnite's in this movie, I'm genuinely going to be upset. Wait, Fortnite? I don't, I don't yeah, know. in Endgame, that's the video game they're playing. Oh. Yeah, okay. that sucked. That's funny. Uh, anyway. Fortnite must have some kind of deal with Disney. Cause, they okay. do. Uh, Thanos, uh, there was a big event with Thanos in Fortnite. And like all the Marvel characters are skins in Fortnite. And Boba Fett. Uh, mm-hmm. Boba Fett, all the Disney stuff. And all the DC stuff. Any pop culture character is a skin in Fortnite. Yeah, they're just uh, they licensing everything. At the time, they had a huge deal with, with Marvel where Thanos was like the big bad of the yeah, game. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, and they, then, like you got enough just, kills, you'd become Thanos or something. They discovered that their game, you know, people started leaving their game, and they literally are floating it. It's almost like the video game version of Funko Pops at this point, <laughs> where people are only coming back to the game for the next for that new skin. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everything has a skin. It's crazy. And you're correct. That Fortnite is the Funko Pop of video game. I don't understand why people like it so much, but it is so freaking popular. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's it's accessible crazy. and easy. And I think that's kind of the thing is that it, it's relatively like easy Pops. and it, it's it it especially appeals to a, a younger demographic. Um, I we played it for a little while until we got bored with it, and I just honestly, if they made it first person shooter, I'd probably play it. But the third person thing is kind of yeah, kind of pulls me out of it. Uh, but I guess really the only thing we haven't discussed is uh, what do y'all think about the way uh, Jane Foster looks in the uh, in the, the outfit? I think she looks great. I think she looks very cool. I like the visor. I like all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love the helmet. Like, I'm glad yes. they decided to go with the full helmet. We've never really gotten to see Thor with the, mm-hmm. the full helmet going, so... Um, well, and it's it also is different enough from the the helmet that he wears in the first Thor movie. It's like it's it's similar enough that it's recognizable. It's like, oh, it's a Thor costume, but it's not exactly the same. You know, it's it's it's, it's especially with this stuff over the eyes. It's it's different enough, I think that it sets itself apart a little bit. Yeah. And you yeah. know, the thing is Natalie Portman is an Academy Award-winning actress, you know. I f- you know, if if she's got good material to work with, you know, I think she'll do something really interesting. And furthermore, she's one who was, you know, relegated to the love interest for so long. I think it's exciting for her to get to, to be a superhero character, you yeah. know, after, and well, that's going to be the curious thing. Like, are we going to see what happened, how she became the character? I mean, they're going to have to at least explain it, but like, mm-hmm. Are we going to see it? Like, is is the origin of that going to be in this film, or is he going to go back to Earth and find her playing superhero on Earth mm-hmm. in his absence? After we broke up, it was a mutual thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's going to be a bit indignant after they broke up. It was a mutual thing, and he gets back, and she's all wielding his hammer. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a bit offended. <laughs> They've just got to have a good, they, they've got to tell a good story about how she, one, is wielding the hammer, and two, how the hammer was reforged. Well, I mean, it fell apart in Norway, right? Right yeah. before Odin died. So, you know, she's all into the alien artifacts, because clearly she didn't learn her lesson with that, that last alien artifact she went messing with. So I'm assuming that she goes up there you know, to, to study it on some level. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it reforges itself. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a magic, magic item. Yeah. It's a magic item. So it may sense that she has the, you know, the fortitude to wield it and whatever, you know, yeah, we'll see. I just, and it's definitely still like, it's definitely reforged. You can, you can see the cracks in it. Yeah. No, I I think it all looks good. I'm excited about the movie. Um, I'll be more excited when we see, you know, I want to see another trailer. I want to, I want to see a better shot of Russell Crowe as Zeus. Uh, and at some point, I mean, they've got to show us the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the next tra- Christian Bale. And the next trailer will. I mean, the talent in this movie is kind of over the top. Yep. Yeah, it really is. Christian Bale. I'm excited to see him in this. I, I love Christian Bale. 
but um, yeah. Anyway, uh, there's 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 more we could keep going on about, but I do want to move on to our planned festivities. Uh, unless anybody else has any more thoughts on um, uh, Love and Thunder. No, I think that pretty much covers everything I wanted to say about it. I'm just uh, you know, I, I think Phase Four is off to a good start. Uh, and I'm I'm ready to see these movies this summer. Yeah, I think it's gonna be awesome. Oh, um, oopsie, sorry about that. So, um, on Marvel though, not, uh, not Love and Thunder. I did see that Bruce Campbell has officially been announced that he has a role in Doctor Strange. Yep. So we don't That's know what it is, awesome. but we definitely know that officially Bruce Campbell will be in attendance. That's awesome. Or at least has I'll, shot stuff, which, you know, could always get edited out the last minute. But Sam Raimi's not going to edit Bruce Campbell out of... I wouldn't there, be there surprised two... if it's in his contract that Bruce Campbell does not get <laughs> edited, edited out of this movie. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, oh, James Gunn is not going to edit his brother out of his movie. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, Sean Gunn's going to be in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it, it's... Uh, Sam Raimi's making the movie. There are two things that will be in that movie, guaranteed. His car, his his high school car, yep. and Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, one more little piece of news uh, before we move to the festivities. I just saw, because I checked out uh, Discussing Film to see if there's any other recent movie news I want to talk about. Uh, the Dungeons & Dragons live-action movie officially has a title. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Ooh. Okay. And I okay. like thieves, doing thieving stuff in Dungeons and Dragons, so that's very cool. Yeah, that that's promising. Mm-hmm. Didn't they make uh, a Dungeons and Dragons movie, like, some, some I time ago? I think so. Ago? Well, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'll go in for a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, starring Chris Pine. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's promising. I mean, just because yep. it's promising doesn't necessarily mean it'll be any good, but, you know, one can promising. always hope. Yes, which I have actually never seen the Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, yeah. New title for Fast and the Furious movie, uh, Fast X, which when I saw that, I thought that Marvel had officially announced their X-Men movie. Uh, <laughs> when I, saw, I don't know if y'all saw that logo, but it's straight up like the font used in the Fox X-Men movies. They'd be like X-Men. It's literally that X. Oh, and then it's just like fast is over it. So I was like, X. I, I just saw the X and I was like, <gasps> yeah, the, yeah, that franchise just hit a, like, I, I don't even know. They're saying this is the last one. And this will be like, 10, right? Vin, I'm Diesel, assuming that's and why the, it's Vin Diesel and the yes. rock, like did not get along. The rock would not come back to the, um, yeah. to do this one. And then to top it off. So they lost the rock and then added Brie Larson. Oh, <laughs> well, it, an equal replacement. <laughs> I mean, naturally, just equally as funny and all that and imposing. Yeah. As the, uh, rock. the actual replacement for The Rock was, was John Cena. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, yeah, again. <laughs> well, he's, Which, you know, I mean, you know, I, John Cena does I like some John. good things. I, I like John Cena, but he's, he's still, as far as an actor, he's kind of like your bargain basement Dwayne Johnson. That's a yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think that he has good. I think that John Cena has better comedic timing than Dwayne Johnson. He does one hundred percent. 
But as an action star, I and I've seen some of John Cena's action movies. As an action star, The Rock still has him beat tenfold. Yeah, The Rock is just one of those guys that like, you know, the reason he keeps showing up in these franchises is because he sells tickets. Yeah, mm-hmm. and John Cena isn't quite there yet, though. I think he might be. I don't know. As 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 a comedy actor, though, like oh, John I, Cena I reminds think... me of kind of Channing Tatum. Yes, mm-hmm. I. Always, I'm like, is that is that John Cena? And you just know that's Channing Tatum. It's still, it's still. <laughs> Chan- <laughs> well, you know, they're big buff guys with like, like I I could see John Cena in Twenty One Jump Street, for example. They have really similar features. They have very similar like, features, and I think their 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 comedy is very similar. Yes, they like they um, both have, and they keep that short haircut, and they got the square jaw and the kind of blondish hair. Yeah, I can. You know I'm, who else John Cena looks like? John Cena looks like Ernest P. Worrell. Jim Varney himself. <laughs> he looks like a he looks like a muscled up Jim Varney. That's funny. I was gonna say he looks like the the guy from Bones. The guy from uh, who's Bones. also Angel. He looks like Angel from Buffy. Oh yes. Um, shoot. What's his David name? David something. David Boreas. Boreas. Yeah. My poor. Okay, I love my grandmother to death. The other day, she texted me and my dad and said, and I quote. I don't know if y'all saw it yet, but the new Young Sheldon episode makes a very funny DC joke. Hope y'all can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Aw, Grammy, I'm not going to watch that show. <laughs> but it was very sweet, and I was just like, thanks, Grammy, I'll check it out. Young Sheldon. Anyway, on to the big event of the century. We are celebrating 100 episodes. Thank you for the drum roll. I really yes. appreciate that. It makes up for me being the only one clapping at the beginning of the show. I was clapping too. Oh, you were? Yeah, I oh, was. thank you. I can always <laughs> count on Marisha. What's up, gang, at the Science Fictionary Podcast? This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt Podcast. I just want to call and congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. It's amazing. It's wonderful that uh, Brad and I, when we started, we found you guys. We did a little crossover show, and uh, the rest is history. We've had such an amazing time and experience with you guys, you and uh, Marisha and the rest of the team at the Science Fictionary Podcast, as well as, uh, of course, on Radio Underground. Uh, I just want to say how much we appreciate you guys. Congratulations on 100 and looking forward to the next 100. So uh, take us away. Love you guys. Talk to you later. And that's the Scuttlebutt. Science Fictionary. Hey, Andrew and Marisha. want to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Oh, by the way, this is Scott from Houston and Jesus. Anyways, congratulations. It is a milestone. And here's to another 100 episodes. Have a great night, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Happy 100th episode, Science Fictionary Podcast. This is Todd Hoffman from WSTR Galactic Public Access. From the crew to you, 
congratulations on 100 episodes. It is a major accomplishment, and may the force be with you always. Bye. I am very excited to say that this is our 100th episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast, and we are going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff we've done over these past 99 episodes. Uh, we've, we've done a little bit of a retrospective before. I believe after we had been doing the podcast for like a year or so, we yeah. did a, a retrospective. But it's always fun to go back and talk more about our, our past episodes. Uh, I Like I've said before on the show, I, I re-listened to a lot of our episodes all the time. I do find them very entertaining and, and a lot of fun. And, and my favorite part, my favorite part about listening to old episodes is I'll hear one of y'all say something and I'll think of a response to it. I'm like, <laughs> nah, there's no way. Or like, I'll say like, no, I think that, I, I think that infinity war is better than in game or for example. And then literally right after I think that, I hear myself in the podcast say that exact same <laughs> thought that I had. And I'm like, yes. Yes. I was, I, I know myself. I'm, that's great. Yes. Well, also, it's like, yes, I didn't say anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I still said the same thing. I would still yeah. say the same thing today. Exactly. Like, oh, yes, my opinion hasn't changed, which is good because that means I was right back then. Just exactly. Like I am right now. Naturally. Yeah. See, I love listening to the show. We've had some great episodes. Yeah, um, we really have. I have a couple in mind, uh, but I'll, I'll ask you guys first. What are some of y'all's favorite episodes, favorite things we've done here on the Science Fictionary Podcast? Let's start with Marisha. I think that my favorite thing that we've done was when we went and did our, our Pillar series. You know, we it was a lot of work going back and doing lots of research on different genres and all of that, but... Man, I feel like I learned a lot just kind of going back and contextualizing some things. And it was also just really fun to hear everybody's kind of takes because a lot of, you know, some, you know, obviously Lord of the Rings is on everybody's list, right? But there were always some really interesting, unexpected um, additions. And I really enjoyed just getting really exploring the genres that, you know, that kind of make us tick, you know, exploring um, sci-fi and um, fantasy and action adventure, really as a whole, looking at them, not just as like, this is what's going on today, but like, this is what, you know, I feel like in some ways we kind of got to hash out a little bit 
of philosophical questions like, you know, what makes these stories relevant? Like, why, why are these things that we still sit around and talk about today? And, you know, I, I tend to be kind of one of those philosophical people anyway. So I feel like it was a really great outlet to kind of explore the history and the philosophy of our favorite things. So yeah. I think that well, those, was my those were a fun series because we went so far beyond just sitting and just chatting about stuff. Like, right. what we, you know, our show is very conversational and, and it's great. I love what we do. Um, but this one was like, like I learned stuff mm-hmm. doing, doing the pillar series. Yep. Like, you know, I dove in, I mean, I was doing hours of research mm-hmm. every week for both of those series mm-hmm. or all three of those series. And uh, so those were, those were great. They were a lot of fun. We had a lot of great interaction from uh, listeners mm-hmm. uh, and having Nick on. Uh, and I'll just say right now, like one of the, one of my favorite things about doing this show is when Nick is participating. Yes. He, Cause um, he's always, um, He's always got a little bit of a different perspective. Like Andrew and I tend to have obviously similar perspectives because we're married. Um, And we spend a lot of time talking about these things with you, David. So like there's always kind of like the places where where we would all sort of go the same direction. But Nick, because especially because he explores lots of different kinds of media, then we do always had some really interesting perspectives. yeah. No, there, there's two people, you know, two people that I definitely have to thank uh, for the involvement they've had in this show along the way. And that's mm-hmm. Ro uh, mm-hmm. from the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast and Nick. Absolutely. And uh, and Nick, uh, by the way, if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out Nick's channel, uh, Backyard Tardis on YouTube, you need to go do that. Uh, he actually puts out a lot of really, really great material. Absolutely. Yes, he's and, and f- quite frequently. Quite frequently, yeah. And just like always, just always so positive and fun. Like Nick is one of the most really just enjoyable to hang out with. You know, like either just turn on one of his videos and just hang out with him that way or have a conversation. Yeah. You know, he's just always such a, a great, upbeat presence. Well, his, his Adventures in Locksmithing series. Oh, my God. Cracks me up because it reminds me there are things that I do in my job that I think, I feel like me and Nick have a lot of similar experiences, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I can't figure out like, and I've thought about doing some of those on a YouTube channel, but because of what I do, I can't figure out if it's actually legal, (laughs) what I can say and what I can't. Right. uh, Legally. Um, Yeah. You know what? Like, I don't want to screw up and disclose something. I shouldn't and lose my license. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. I guess if I were real careful to scrub anything identifying from them, I could tell them. But, yeah. um, you know, we also live in a small town, so. Yeah. You know, this conversation about Nick reminds me, I think last week we talked about the favorite speedster thing and how Nick had said that his favorite speedster was Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to come up with a joke about this. And I settled on my favorite speedster being the Flash because they always tell him to run, Barry, run. And I was telling my friend about that conversation. I was telling him about, like, yeah, so then I said, like, I got to the point where, like, so I said, my favorite speedster is, and then he cut in and said, Lightning McQueen. 
And I was like, that's a much better joke than I made. That is excellent. Lightning I wish McQueen. I would have made that joke. That's awesome. So Lightning McQueen is my favorite speedster that's, uh, officially. That's the, the best Way answer. Way better than Sonic. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Nick Nick and Roe for sure are, are uh, top uh, legends in, in the science fictionary podcast yeah. history. If we had a Hall of Fame, they'd be there. Absolutely. Well, let's not forget uh, Rob from uh, Jedi Temple Archives has been on the Rob show three Jedi times Temple as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's one of my favorite episodes uh, was our Firefly. Show. Oh, yes. And that I loved great. that one because not only did we get to have a really great discussion about one of my favorite series, you watched it for the first time, David, yep. for that for that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I always enjoy getting a fresh perspective. If you ever wonder who watches all of those reaction channels on YouTube, like where people are re- reacting to movies that came out 15 years ago, 20 years ago. It's me because <laughs> I really like, and, and I find I have found a number of reactors that I like watching, that mm-hmm. I feel like they react genuinely um, and that their personalities are not, I can, I can tolerate their personalities. <laughs> um, but yeah. I really like going and getting, especially from people that, that come from different you know, just live a very different life than me mm-hmm. and seeing their reaction to things that I love mm-hmm. um, yeah. and kind of getting a fresh perspective that way. But, yeah. um, you know, th- this is, you know, so it was always, it's interesting doing the X-Files, doing the Star Trek stuff we've mm-hmm. done, uh, Firefly with you and getting your perspective uh, coming from a, a younger generation than us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved watching Firefly. Yeah. I, I really did. And that's been great getting all these, all these, all this new content. It got me into Star Trek to a point where mm-hmm. I would probably say, and, 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 you know, the Red Five Network is, is, it's kind of expanded now, but it started as a Star Wars podcast network. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, uh, it's a little dangerous what I'm about to say, but if I, if a gun was pointed to my head and I had to pick which I'm a bigger fan of Star Trek or Star Wars, I might say Star Trek mm-hmm. because I've just fallen in love with, yep. with that, uh, series. Do you remember uh, our very first, this may have been even before, this may have just been when we had a, like, talk about other things episode on Coruscant Radio Underground. I asked, I was like, so David, have you ever seen Star Trek? And you're like, no. And we we were like, are you crazy? You had never seen Star Trek when we started this venture at all. How crazy is that? Yeah. And and that was only a couple years ago. And now I've I've seen most so Star much Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of Star Trek. I mean you've seen you've seen almost all of it excluding the newest stuff. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's some of my favorite films of all time. I got my collection over here. I, I, I bought the DVDs, not because I needed them, but because I just wanted to have them. Uh-huh. Um, so that's been a great experience. And of course, like everybody else, I've loved, loved doing the Pillar series. Is there a particular Pillars episode 
that stood off stood out to y'all. Actually, wait, before we get into that, while we were just talking about Nick and Roe, I did remember I wanted to give a shout out to one of my favorite guests that we've had on here. I love them all, but one of my favorite guests that we've had on here was um Alan from Press Play Streaming Studios, yep. who I think we only had on here one time. He did a Hawkeye review with us, but that was an incredible conversation. And I if and Andrew, you might remember after the conversation, we ended up talking for like another 15 minutes or so. Yep. And he gave me life advice, <laughs> uh, which I am it's still stuck with me and, and I think is genuinely great. So shout out to Alan. Um, and they have a great channel, Press Play Streaming Studios. Their YouTube channel is really, really great too. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. Yeah, theirs is great. And, uh, you know, as far as people that did YouTube stuff with us, uh, Kelly. Um, who runs a lot of social media mm -hmm. for Sidebar Cantina and does a lot of promo work for all of the Red 5 Network. Mm -hmm. uh, also did some... Uh, well, I was going, right? Didn't she come on with y'all on the Hawkeye show while I was going? Not the Hawkeye show, something. Kelly came on and talked uh, Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett, okay. That's right, because Boba Fett was, it was while I was working. But I did, I, get to got, I got to come on with one episode for her and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. She was also really a really great presence. So yeah, and we've had a lot of really great guests. And we had a really great um Stargate episode. And yeah, Tabitha from uh Inside the Booth and Nick both joined me to talk about uh Stargate and uh you know kind of that push that was going on to mm -hmm. among the fans to basically ask Amazon to bring back Stargate. Right, yeah. That's now that they fun. have purchased the rights. And um we did we just did a just general Stargate episode um with Dark Saber Light too that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we've we've had lots of fun. We've had some some really great guests and have really enjoyed having um having lots of different people with lots of different views on our show. And honestly, I think well, I mean, we had our trivia episodes. We had yep. guests uh, you know, Kevin yeah. from the Force Losers and Adam mm -hmm. from uh, over at from a certain point of view and uh, Don from the Skate Pod mm -hmm. uh, have and all come and played trivia with us. And yeah, if we're for, if we're forgetting anybody, it's no no off no offense is is intended. Ch Chantel at all. played uh, trivia with us when yeah. we when we did um, Monty Python, and I thought I had Lord of the Rings trivia in the bag, and I got my. Butt kicked. Well, you know, <laughs> Kev and Adam were kind of on point like with encyclopedias. That stuff. It was like this is unreal, <laughs> absolutely yeah. unreal. I have loved the trivia, and and I haven't done great at them all, uh, but that's okay. I just I, I love playing trivia. So what um, was yeah? So what was your favorite? We we told you our favorite episodes. What was your favorite episode? Or episodes well, I'll, or I'll, I'll, I'll say, but I did interrupt myself from asking y'all the question of what y'all favorite Pillar series was. Oh, okay. Or Mount Rushmore. Mm. I really enjoyed the conversation around the Mount Rushmore of superheroes. Mm-hmm. I did, too. There was a lot of debate with that and the supervillains one. I remember uh, some actual genuine healthy debate and disagreement between us on that, which led yeah. to, of course, the, the voting uh, polls on our Twitter. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, no, and I, that's what I've actually, you know, the, the Pillar series, I love going on those deep dives and, and actually learning a lot of stuff about these genres. Uh, but the, 
the uh, Mount Rushmore series have been a lot of fun because we've had more more debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could only have there there can only be four. Right. It's not quite the Highlander, but you know, same <laughs> same theory, same philosophy. <laughs> yeah. I've never actually two. seen the Highlander. I've just heard the quote. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's two more than the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four. There must be. Um, yeah, but my favorite episodes. Um, I, I love our original Star Wars episodes. Those might have actually been Chorus on Radio Underground episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, they must have been because that was back then. Uh, I, I love just uh, our Star Wars rankings. Yes, where we did where, and we've talked about it multiple times. It might have even last week about Robbie giving mm-hmm. my father an aneurysm. That was <laughs> so much fun. Yep. Uh, and I, I like listening back to my my opinions and how they might have changed. Uh, I, I I I listened back recently, and my number one was Empire Strikes Back. And nowadays, I'd probably say A New Hope is my number one. You mm. know, I actually redid my list recently, and I actually moved A New Hope ahead of Empire to number one. Huh? We might should have to. We might have to revisit that on course not radio underground like okay but three I, four I years actually, later now i actually because we've had several years to mull over the mm-hmm. new movies mm-hmm. and uh, i actually went in and changed my list recently and hmm. i um actually when we did the list before there were things that i wasn't real sure about and when i redid my list the other day i felt pretty strongly about where i placed everything mm, that's interesting that might be worth revisiting yeah for sure um, but yeah, that was a great one. And, and you know, the, the real sad thing about, cause we, obviously we have almost 70 episodes, of course, on radio underground out there too. Eventually uh-huh. we'll make it to a hundred over there. Uh, but that was all, I mean, like this show started as the first 15 minutes of a lot of Coruscant radio underground episodes where we just talked about what we were watching. Mm-hmm. What are you watching this week? That was our first segment. For course, not radio underground. It was finally like, okay, we got it. We got to do. We got to talk. Well, it more kept getting longer and longer. It did, so long. <laughs> it was- <laughs> so it. So really, the science fictionary did spawn directly out of course, not radio underground. But do y'all know what the real tragedy is? We have had a course on radio underground that Robbie has never actually been on this show. Has he really? That's crazy. It's not a, not a story the Jedi would tell. No, that's true. <laughs> Um, you know, though, I have to say, so one of my favorite things about doing this show has really just been, David, getting to like really get to know you. Um, because, Aww. you know, when we like we first got on, it was like your dad was like, hey, we should have my 18 year old son come on and talk. And I was like, oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I was yeah. a little I was a little skeptical because I know how dumb I was whenever I was 18. And so I was like, I'm sure this is going to turns but, out I'm even dumber. No, but like, but, you know, you came on. It was <laughs> like, you know, this is actually a really interesting conversation. And I feel like having you on is such a great dynamic because, you know, I still feel like I'm young, but turns out I'm really not because I kind of find myself being the old crotchety person like in my head. And so, you know, having you on it's such a different perspective because, you know, you have you just have a different perspective on things just because, you know, you're completely different generation. And honestly, just getting to watch you like kind of go from being, you know, 
like a, a teenager to like really growing into a really interesting adult and getting to sit and have great conversations with you and really just getting to be friends with you. So I've really loved that. And occasionally getting on and sending your mom random Facebook messages being like, you know how great your son is, right? <laughs> um, because you really are getting to watch you like grow up and turn into a really incredible um, man and having really interesting conversations. It's It's been really fun. So That is very, very sweet and very heartwarming. I'm, I'm genuinely touched. Marisha, thank you very much. I have loved uh, getting to know the both of you better because, like you said, this started uh, where my dad invited me on, but then I became more of a regular than than, than him, and and that's that's okay, not not throwing shade or anything. But I just love podcasts, and this was a great excuse. And and I, and and this Andrew was the guy I knew who knew how to record them. So right, uh, so, so it that's was why I'm here. And, and it's it is very funny explaining to people our dynamic yes it really is <laughs> uh i'm like yeah 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 so okay so yeah my podcast friends andrew and marisha I'm like oh cool did you go to school with them I'm like no <laughs> my dad Actually. went to school with them and yeah i was yeah so it's like yeah i know that no andrew was my dad's best friend in high school they're like oh i'm like yeah and then he married marisha and then now they started doing a podcast and now i'm on and they're like oh Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> does your does your dad do it too? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. It's like you know. Did you go to school with Andrew? It's like oh no, he was at the hospital when I was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's an incredible picture. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that pretty is, funny. That's so funny. But and it's we've been talked great. About and it's it's. I think that we. I, I really love the dynamic of the show, and like hopefully Daniel will come back more. Hopefully Robbie will come back more, and. Um, but even if they don't, we have so much fun. Yeah, we, we do. And, um, but I, and I do want to say like Daniel wasn't able to be with us tonight, but like if it weren't for Daniel's pushing, I don't know if I would have ever started the second show. Yep. Cause he was like, Oh That's no, we got to do this thing and talk about the other, the other nerd things. Yep. And so, yeah. Cause if are. I remember the, the chorus on radio underground segments, they really got going Whenever Dad wanted to talk about Iron Fist, <laughs> right? uh, if yes. I remember correctly, yeah, and, and you know, you brought up an interesting point, Marisha. Uh, that since I've been re recording podcasts with y'all since I was eighteen, and I'm now twenty, about to be twenty-two, I can actually like physically watch my transition through the four uh, most complicated years of my entire life. Uh, hopefully, the most complicated that they'll get. Um, Probably not. Pretty though. good chance. Like, like I won't say yeah. there won't be complicated things later in your life, but like eighteen to twenty two is is yeah. I would yeah, say I that's like the so. biggest period of change in your life yeah. because it's the transition from being a kid to being an adult. Yep. It certainly has been, and I seem to be at a very very stable place now where for those last four years i was not stable and I, I i would imagine that if let's say you're a psychologist uh listening to those episodes you can probably uh track that about me perhaps i don't know i'm, I'm purely speculating but it, it you know it will be quite funny to hear me talk about like the three different girlfriends i've had throughout the time uh, <laughs> uh of this and, and and trying to figure out which girlfriend was he talking about at that point? Which wait, right. when did this episode come out? <laughs> okay, a, no, that was okay. That was this one. Got to um, date it, but by which girlfriend it was? Yeah, yeah. That's hopefully funny. that won't be a problem anymore. Yeah, um, that's a good plan. 
Yeah, I mean, you never plan for it. Yeah, you never can tell. <laughs> Life's unpredictable yeah. that way. Yeah, but uh, that is that is funny and yeah. an interesting way to think about it that I had not considered. Yeah, and you know, and occasionally we get to to get on and and um, be be kind of parenty and you know hover and mm-hmm. you know nosy about like oh so we got a girlfriend cute cute girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, my mom asked me yesterday when I'm going to propose. It's like, oh, Jesus! That's that's a very mom sort of thing to ask. I'm still paying off student debts, okay? Let me just g- give me a second. Which I'm sure many married people are, but uh, I'm trying uh, to to be to get all that stuff out of the way. Yeah, it's <laughs> at not least. it's not bad to get to get that stuff knocked out. But you know, yeah. Well, it's like I just moved into my friend's house. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a second. Yeah, is there anything else you guys want to talk about in regards to? hundred episodes of the science fictionary. I just, I mean, I've had a blast doing this. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's taken the time to listen to us ramble about everything over the last two years that we've been doing this. Yeah. Uh, 20, 26 months. Yep. Slow, yeah. slow news weeks, especially. Yeah. Especially, you know, I, I'm just going to tell you now, like my, some of my favorite episodes are the ones with slow news week in the title. Where we literally yep. just started talking and went down some rabbit hole for two hours. Yes. Those are the most fun and those remind me of you know, I, I've said it before. I don't I don't handle the uh the technical part of all this. Andrew uploads everything, Andrew edits everything, Andrew handles all that. So thank you, Andrew, uh, for, for all of that. I don't know if I could handle doing all of that that you do. You certainly are the backbone of the show. So I actually have no idea whatsoever how many people listen to the show for all i know it could be one or it could be a million (laughs) literally it's somewhere in between it's somewhere in between yeah and and i don't know and i've never asked i've never really cared uh not because i don't want the show to succeed or anything like that but because it it, it doesn't matter to me even if there if i knew there only was one listener i'd still want to make this show every week because it's just a lot of fun to make the show and, and to put it out there and to have that thing, it, it's, it's, it's a cool thought knowing that we have this thing out on the internet mm-hmm. that is accessible to anybody where you can get your thoughts. And it's a great excuse for me to get out all my thoughts because I have many friends who are very nerdy, but nerdy in different ways than I am. Not a single one of them watches Star Trek, which is great for when I'm DMing D&D games because I've just stolen all of my <laughs> names from Star Trek. Right now, they are in the middle of an epic battle between the Bajorans and the Cardassians. Uh, <laughs> they have no idea. And they have no idea <laughs> that I stole that from Star Trek. Uh, I didn't awesome. steal the plot of it all, but just the names. Right. Um, uh, and, and yeah, and, and, and the, the Ranger leader, Cisco is, uh, is a fan favorite character. That's um, great. Dr. Bashir's there as well. Like, you know, and, uh, Oh, and John Luke, uh, John Luke is one of my favorite characters I've ever made. And they have no idea. <laughs> Except great. one time, my friend did text me randomly like a week ago, and he was like, dude. He was like, you son of a... And I'm like, what? And he goes, John, Luke, <laughs> dot, 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 Picard. And I was like, oh no, he knows. <laughs> he knows. He He's knows like, I was much. watching a video about the top 10 TV protagonist, and one of the entries was a captain from Star Trek named John Luke Picard. You like Star Trek. 
is that? I'm like, oh, dang it. You got me. <laughs> you got me. It's been discovered. Yeah. But um. anyway. Great. Oh, man. What was I saying? It doesn't matter. The different, um, they're different kinds of nerds. They're not into Star Trek. They're different kinds. Yes, they're different kinds of nerds. Thank you. Thank you for that. They're different kinds of nerds. So I don't really get to talk to them about this stuff. So it's it's a great outlet to do that uh, here. Which is why even if y'all didn't exist, and I would probably just be speaking into my microphone plugged into my laptop uh, every week and putting it out for one person to listen to. But this is more fun. This is a lot more bounce fun. back yes, and forth. That is, yeah. that is true. And and, it, and like while we're talking about this though, like I you know we want to hear from y'all. Like we love it when you interact. You know we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you like about the show. We want to hear what you want to hear more of. I really am trying, kind of racking. We've got several Mount Rushmore series mm-hmm. ideas that we're still going to do uh, probably soon. We'll start doing those again. Um, and we've also got. Uh, and what would be really fun on that is if we could get Robbie and Daniel on and have five people and only four slots to fill. Oh. Then it becomes a voting game. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got some of those coming, and I've really been racking my brain and trying to come up with another Pillar series. Hmm. Um, and we would have to move outside of genre because we've really done the three genres that we mostly do here. So we either have to fine-tune that and go deeper or find something that's not related to a genre. You know, David's a big fan of, like, post-apocalyptic or even if we just said futuristic sci-fi, either post-apocalyptic or futuristic, you know, Mm -hmm. the the pillars of telling the future or something. Yeah. That could be fun. We're going to come up with some more stuff like that, and and there's there's a lot more stuff we want to do. Like like David already said, like we don't do this for the numbers. No, we we don't do it for the clicks. But at the same time, I will say, like I want my podcast to be the biggest and best out there. Um, I want to make a great product. I, I want people to listen to it, and, and I want to keep making this thing bigger and bigger. And I think we've got some stuff kind of in the works. Uh, for both here and on the YouTube channel that are going to help us keep making this thing bigger. But the best gauge for that is for y'all to tell us what you like the most. What do you like to hear? What What are you tired of hearing us talk about? And I can't promise we'll give it up because, you know, we kind of like our soapboxes. But we can, we can make <laughs> our soapboxes shorter. <laughs> the pillars of science fictionary soapboxes. Or the... the oh. <laughs> The, the Mount Rushmore. Sure, so, uh, yes. Because we, we all do have our very specific soapbox. We do. We get on. Yes. Dexter mm. comes to mind. I think David has been on a quest the last couple of months to see how many episodes in a row he can mention Bones. Yes. Yes. Before that, <laughs> it was um, Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. We had, we had to pull um, out Big Brother at least once an episode. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy was around for a while, but Big Brother, yeah, no, Bones, yeah. Uh, I keep mentioning it at work as well. Uh, <laughs> I got my work pal, and um, the guy just like, happened to work closest to, and I'm sure he is sick of me talking about like, all right, so I was watching Bones yesterday, and <laughs> uh, I actually really love analyzing TV shows from like the mid-2000s, Be- like ABC, like network television shows. Mm-hmm. And looking at all the similarities between them 
and, and like yeah. analyzing it as a TV show that was probably made within a week with a crappy budget. Mm-hmm. And I love watching that with like my girlfriend who doesn't realize that kind of stuff. So like a scene will come up and it's like, oh, and it's kind of weird that they uh, that they use that set twice. And I'm like, oh, well, they probably didn't have time to build another one mm-hmm. is what happened there or, or, or something like that. Or like if you ever watch a TV show from like 2008 and it's and the season only has like 12 episodes when usually there's 24, mm-hmm. there's a reason for that. It's because of the writer's the strike. Writer's and strike. I love seeing that kind of stuff. It's what, and, and, the writer's strike where uh, network television died. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. That's why there's a 14-episode season of Lost. And, I, and I like, that's I like why Animal. half the stuff on television right now is reality TV. Yeah, because yeah. you don't have to pay writers. Well, I mean, you pay writers, but you know, it's different. Yeah. Uh, you, we also you, would have never gotten, you know, great things like Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Yes, which we've been trying to figure out how to do uh, on I got it all Discord. set. I got it all set Oh, you up. finally got it figured Discord out? watch party. I just got to figure out when. Okay. At last I heard we were still trying to figure out how to make the Discord watch party. Discord. <laughs> the Discord watch party happen. I guess I'm behind the times. Yeah, you were, you know, working on a movie. Working yeah. like 16 hours a day. It's true. Which is, incidentally, a little bit less pressure than being a homeschool mom, if anyone's keeping track. I mean, like, I can't decide. I feel like, crap, I'm going to sleep if I'm working on a movie. But also, nobody comes in wanting things at 2 o'clock in the morning. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation. Does Does anybody have anything else they'd like to say uh, about uh, 100 episodes of the Science Fiction area before we wrap it up here uh, tonight? I, I don't think so. I think just mostly just a big thank you to... Yeah, thank you to everybody who's listened. Thank you to everybody who has come on the show. Yes. Thank Thank you to all of our friends at the Red 5 Network who constantly support and help us promote episodes. Thank you to Andrew for all the editing. And uh, thank you, David, for being so reliable to show up, even if I'm, you know, not here. It has been my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for for always having me. Of course, thank you, Andrew, for all the editing and such. And thank you, Marisha, for the kind words earlier. And to everybody, thank you very, very much for listening. Guys, where can people find you all on the internet? Marisha. You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. And I have a Twitter handle, but I have not been on Twitter in like six months, so seems irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) and andrew all right you can find me running the twitter account for this show at sci underscore fictionary you can find me over on my other show at coruscant radio underground Uh, you can drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail.com and as always please 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 go over to twitter and look up at red five network where you will find our podcast as well as the entire rest of the Red 5 podcast family, which is at some crazy number, like 36 podcasts now. And there, there's a lot of great stuff over there, so please go check that out. And I am David underscore JG Peoples on Twitter. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Don't forget to check us out at all of our social media platforms, our YouTube channel, The Science Fictionary, our website, thesciencefictionary.com. Don't forget to leave us a like, a subscribe, a rating, a review, whatever it is that you can do on your preferred podcast platform. I've been David. That's been Andrew. That's Marisha. Thank you guys so much for listening. Here's to 100 more.